Good morning and welcome to day four, number 100, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, all the way from Ohio. He braved the snow, the storm, and the ice to make it in studio for show number 100. It is Frank Scalish. Frank. What is up, guys? <laughs> welcome to Oklahoma. This is so this is so much fun. I you know, um yesterday I got in yesterday and uh got in kind of late in the afternoon because of all the weather and that we had I had coming in here. Yeah. And so <laughs> we we went out to eat. We weren't in a big hurry to do anything. We were talking about today's show, obviously. And um Matt goes, Hey, you want to go fishing? I'm like, Well, yeah. I do. <laughs> so we went out and we pounded on some giant crappies, dude. I, it was so much fun. I'm 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 so excited about this show and yet I'm so excited about after the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think your audio is good. Just make sure that we're make sure that you're talking into the mic like that. Oh. Sorry, I had to do that with Matt Looney yesterday. We didn't. I was so excited. So literally this entire sheet that I have here is the giveaways, the promotions, oh, yeah. the dates. We're going to have opportunities. What are these? Color number sevens. The back of this one says color number seven first production. There are eight original painted color number seven signed and dated number one through eight. Six first run color number sevens dated number nine through 14. This is number 14. This is number 13. 13 and 14. We're going to have one that we're going to give away during the show. Yes. And then we're going to have one that we're going to give away to a comment. Uh, we're going to give the listeners the btl day four listeners who don't get a chance to listen live uh and we'll get into all this stuff right, right, a right. chance to uh win one of these based on a youtube comment kind of like we did when we gave away the one not or you gave away the one knockers and the hard knockers oh yeah and you know what i have another set of booyah hard knockers and one knockers to give away 24 baits 200 value you have another set another set okay so we'll have to figure out how to give away that set then Show if you've watched day four over the past hundred episodes, there's all these maps that Frank has done. So we have the is one of them's a pinch point map, and we got a main lake flat. We have another main lake flat. Okay, well, this was bad planning because we never planned on how we were going to give away these. Oh, oh, yeah, we did. We're, we're going to do random pick. Oh, oh, that was every it. So 15 minutes, every 15 minutes. But we got to save one of those for the other listeners, too. So we'll do we'll do two winners from the like I said, we'll explain all that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. leave out the guys that are. No, we, we can't leave out the people. The that guys are, are unable to get on. Speaking of jumping on, like I said, I'm still working on being able to hear the audio, but we got multiple guests today. Our first guest, though, let's bring him in right now. It's uh, it's Frankie. <laughs> it's Frankie Jr. What's up, dude? How are you? Good, man. Just sitting here at work, you know, hanging out. Well, don't get fired. Ah, I won't. We'll All right. Okay. Well, we wanted to jump on. Obviously, you, uh, well, now the entire, well, half of the Scalish family has been in studio. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. this studio, though. Not this studio. Just you. My studio. Frank, I feel I feel kind of bad. Like I said, uh, we went out yesterday, and Frank got on a... Uh, a 207 for his first one and i was like dude i'm not sure if if junior believes me he's like oh he believed you but i said do you like it your dad uh, goes i don't like it i'm obsessed with it oh <laughs> dude, what, oh my god 
that that stupid forward facing sonar is so addicting. Yeah, so, it's wrong. I don't especially lie. especially when you get on a bunch of smallies doing that same thing. It's it's a it's a nut bust, man. It's yeah. it's fun. Well, I know you weren't originally able to get on, but you're able to jump on for a couple minutes. Wish yeah. you had a happy hundred show. So, uh, also yeah. appreciate you kind of monitoring the uh, the message, the uh, instant <laughs> feedback board over the past hundred episodes. You're always on there answering uh, questions and uh, taking care of the business at hand while we do the show. So, much appreciated. Oh, and hey, gotta uh, help the old man where you can. No family member could win a prize, <laughs> so you're out. That's fine. You're out of town and I got a key to your house. So, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of brutal. That's yeah. absolutely brutal. That's All right. Okay. I know, like I said, I know you're in a, you're in a little bit of a jam right now, but wanted to, to jump on real quick. So anything else before we let you get back to the business at hand? Dude, 100. Congrats, man. Thanks buddy. I appreciate you. Go catch a couple big crappies for me. You know, make sure you take a video of Matt catching one so I can believe it. We're going to GoPro it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to. We're going to do, I think I've got them. Yeah, I got the GoPros right here. We're going to we're gonna strap a GoPro on the vessel today and just let it run for eight hours. Well, yes. run. It's going to be an absolute blast. I'm super jealous, man. You should be. <laughs> I am. I'm, yeah. I'll trade you. You come sit in this box truck and I'll go fishing. Steak and eggs this morning. Oh, yeah, I got steak and eggs. Dude, I was taken care of. Man. Must be nice. Yep. All right, Frankie. All right, boys. Back to work. See ya. All right, that was uh, Frank Jr. So that means that uh, we've had Josh, obviously Josh and Rose, Frankie on the on the show. Yeah, we need to get we got to get Rose and Noah on the show one time. Okay. Yeah, we can get them on the show. It'll be Uh, fun. Speaking of other people on the show, I've never met this guy because he actually did. uh, He actually did the show when I was away fishing the open. That's right. And I don't know his last name. So I'm just saying Todd, Todd the prop guy is going to, his last name is Bucknell. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. a cool last name. It's a great last okay, name. Let me write that it's, down. it's not as good as scalish, but it's, it's up there. Todd Bucknell, the prop guy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of famous. Hydromotive engineering. He'll be on the show. And then Jeffries is going to jump on from the classroom. So all sorts of people not getting work done today. <laughs> We got Mark. He's going to be like, okay, class, here's a math problem, which is going to be totally unsolvable. And then he's going to put it up on the board. He goes, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Let's see if you guys got the answer right. <laughs> and then he'll have an excuse to leave the class. All right. Uh, let's set the scene again. Here we go. So during the show today, I have all of the comments, even if I'm not posting them. If you're leaving a comment uh, on YouTube or on the Bass Zone website, I'm seeing all of these uh, comments. Right. I'll, I will put them up as the show kind of progresses. Comments, questions, funny stuff, anything. And at the end of the show, Frank is is going to pick one one of those comments. For the color seven a uh, first production sign color seven it actually on the bottom like this says number 14 fas frank scalish 12 23 22 correct which is one of the first productions and then every 15 minutes i'm gonna just if you're leaving a comment if you're leaving a comment uh it's, in in the comments i'm just scrolling up and down and i'm gonna stop randomly on one and give away a map exactly so if you got if you win the map We'll announce your name if you win the map. Send your address. Um, yeah, I'll just have them email me. 
Let's do it. Let's give away a map right now. We're eight minutes in. Want to give away one for Let's the first give away 15? A map. Let's All right. Give away. I'm randomly scrolling right now. What are what is what map was this? Main main lake main lake points. Uh grass fishing. All right. Well, let's do a little. Let's do just a little refresher course on the Main Lake Points grass fishing before we give it away. We got to give away some information, some juice in this episode, Frank. You need a pointer? I have a pointer. You have a pointer. I don't know if I don't know if you could see the map. Yeah, we can. Let me let me turn my ring light down a little. That's going to that's going to help it pop. It looks good, Frank. All right. So, this this particular map here, I'm showing some high percentage areas. We got some uh in steeper grass beds we got some inside swings over here and over here we got scattered grass on top next to deep water channel uh looks to me like this probably was was well, this could play in the spring but it could also play late in the winter uh this this stuff this is the kind of stuff i look for when i'm throwing my jerk baits um and uh, mobster swim jigs in the winter on the main lake this is what i'm looking for right, All right. here uh just a quick update uh the ingenuity of people is amazing i said i would randomly scroll so we have some people that are just putting one letter over and over again so they have more comments up if it happens to be a in ineligible message i pick it someone else if someone's just going <laughs> mm yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever i mean hey i appreciate it that's a fantastic exactly that's fantastic congratulations but but, it, but it's got to be like an actual it has to be actual an, an intelligent conversation so, right uh do you remember what show that was from was that from a jerkbait show or um i honestly don't remember i'd have to scroll through and look i'm i'm looking at the map and judging by what i'm seeing here um it's probably a jerkbait show but this could play in the spring too all right. And then you will autograph that. I will autograph it. I'm not going to lie, folks. He had, well, how many do you have over there now? Three or four? I had four here. Yeah. He had, he brought five. But and <laughs> I picked one for the studio that he's going to sign and I'm going to put it in the studio. Matt pilfered. I did. He pilfered one. Boys it is. So that, that's that one. So I'm going to scroll. I mean, dude, I'm going all the way back up to the top. I'm going all the way down to the bottom. I'm scrolling. I'm you just it. tell me. When to stop scrolling, Uncle Frank? And I'm gonna stop. Show. Right here. Right I'm just there. Showing it. T.P. Parker. T. He said those look so sick. I'm assuming when he talked about that, he was talking about the color number seven. T.P. Parker, random scroll winner. winner. <laughs> random scroll winner. For show that map one more time, Frank. Mainland flats. That's awesome. Main Lake Flats. That's awesome. TP, send an email, matt at basszone.com with your name and contact info. And as long as you are subscribed to the BTL YouTube channel. You're in. Yeah, I'll send it to, to Frank and then Frank will send it to you. Perfect. So every, we're going to do that. So put that one aside. Let me, oh, I need to make a list. Hold on. That's all right. paper in my desk here. Here, let me put his name on the back of this. Oh, okay. Yeah, just yeah, because it's Uncle Frank's writing, so that makes it even cool, cooler. TP. TP. TP Parker. Okay, dude. This is yours, buddy. You got it. All right. Speaking of Todd, the prop guy, wishing you. Happy 100. Is he cool with Todd the prop guy or would he He's prefer cool. Mr. Buck? Hey, we'll call him whatever we want. 
You gotta bring show. him in. Bring him. Bring him in now for show number one hundred. Todd, welcome to BTL show number one hundred. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, good morning, guys, and uh, congratulations, Frank, on the hundredth episode. You are so damn professional. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. How are you doing? We're doing good. A little chilly up here in Cleveland, but uh, par for the course. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I brought it down with me here. It followed yeah. me the whole way. Shut or I the, drove into it. Yeah, shut the freezer door, would you please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what do we got going on uh, in your world, Todd? I'm assuming there's not much prop testing going on in uh, the end of January. No, there's uh, there's not, Matt. But, uh, you know, we do spend a lot of time with R&D and uh, trying to, um, you know, build inventory up and get the new products out when we can. Uh, Frank and I have been out in December. Um, yeah, end of December, <laughs> anytime we can, um, you know, we get out there, but yeah, it is a little bit slow now. So we're just working on getting the new line and inventory built up for springtime. Well, um, don't we have a small surprise? We do have a small surprise. Oh, I'm completely unaware of this. Yes, you are. Yes, we have a small But this surprise. is not a giveaway. This is a show and tell. Okay. It is. And uh, Frank and I work pretty hard on this. Um, I'm sure Frank will uh, chime in with uh, what we kind of switch gears to. But normally, Matt, we're thought of of the high performance uh, go fast boats, whether it be bass boats or big offshore boats. But we wanted to come out and get something to the market for the rough water Great Lakes fishing guys that have an opportunity to catch fish out there when it's uh, big water and they need a different tool to complete the job. So with uh, with that being said, give me one second here. Ooh, we have a visual. We do have a visual. <laughs> wow. How many that. blades are on that thing? That is a five blade. <laughs> and uh, this is going to be called our RWS, our Rough Water Series. All the testing was done on Frank's boat. Uh, this is going to be the majority of boats, man, in that 65 to 75 mile an hour range um, um, with their normal setup. But when you're out there in big water, you're not going to be going 65 to 70 miles an hour. Right. So this is a first gear. Keep the nose up, keep it dry and have the acceleration and uh, very low on plane uh, speed, 11, 12 miles an hour and be able to put the boat wherever you want it. And I'll let Frank comment on that a little bit more. Right. So here. So here. So we <clears throat> we designed several of these things. We got the prototypes in. We took them out and started testing them. Uh, this particular prototype is going to be the deal. So I called one afternoon, it was getting late. Um, and it was, uh, it was cold. I mean, it was, it was the end of summer. It was cold out. I, I got a weather forecast. Um, they said the lake was going to be four to five footers building to six to eights. So I called Todd, I said, get your butt over here. Um, and we got to test these props. So get your butt over here and we'll go to the lake, but don't be too late because if you're too late, we're going to be in, you know, six to eight footers. And I don't want to test this thing in those waves. I'd rather <laughs> test it in four to fives where it's manageable. So of course, as everything goes uh, in the world of, you know, prop testing, nothing goes according to plan. He was a little bit late. We got there. The lake was a little sloppier than I wanted, but we actually wound up. It it turned out perfect because this prop performed so much better than I anticipated that 
um, the extra wave size was actually a blessing because I got to really put it through its tests. And it was, it performed so good. It, it literally gets on plane with just a touch of the throttle. And you can put the nose of the boat anywhere you want it and drive it as aggressively or not aggressively as you want it to. And so it turned out to be, it's one of the best five blade props I've ever run in my life. It's so responsive. All right, uh, Todd and Frank, basic question here, but you have to remember from the South, we don't see a lot of five blades. A lot of us don't see four blades because we're trying to go 80 miles an hour as fast as we can to, you know, pick right. it up. But Sean would like to know, so why is a five blade better in the big water? Basic question, but valid question, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. No, you go. The uh, five blades is just the more blades you have to push, Matt and Frank, and, uh, you know, the caller that uh, had the question, the more you're going to hook up. So picture studded snow tires or a real aggressive grip on a tire. That's going to be the same with the five blade. Now, when you go to a five blade, there's certain applications and things you have to remember. You can't have the same diameter. You can't have the same blade area because then you can have too much bite and bog down the power curve of the motor so you're not getting the throttle response that you need. So this is going to be 13 and three quarter inch, smaller than what most guys are running at 14 to 15 okay. inches. And it's going to spool up quick and bite the water. Um, whenever you can throw at it, it's going to stay hooked up. Put it to you that way. Basically more traction. That's it. More traction. Right. And, and here's the key with, with almost no slippage. Yeah. So you're constantly moving forward, even at a super low RPM when you're climbing up a wall. So that's water. like when I was out on, on Ontario and I was like, boy, I hope I get over this thing and don't go back down the end like a cork. Exactly. And it, then your motor goes. And it is, is it. not. This is what allows you to just it's like low gear. It's just it's, right. you're just plowing. Think of it as a big sprocket on a dirt bike. I got you. Uh, other question on the instant feedback that I saw. That thing's got to be pretty heavy, doesn't it? No. Actually, it's probably uh, less weight than a three-blade Fury, for example, um, yeah. because of the smaller diameter and the tube size, Matt, is not a full through hub. It's an over through hub. So some of the exhaust goes over the prop and some of it comes through. So uh, a lightweight and uh, won't be as heavy as a three-blade Fury, for example. That's impressive. Yeah, it's very, it's Show very, it one more time. It's very impressive. <laughs> don't drop it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then on the backside here, man, I don't know if they can uh, see that. Yep. Right here. For that is an exhaust ring. So what we do is we put that aluminum ring on. And for the boats that don't need any exhaust coming over the, through the lower unit to the prop, we put this on to stop the bubbles from coming over the propeller to make sure that it stays hooked up. Can, can you go in reverse with that prop? Absolutely. Oh, someone said on here, I said fives are great, but no reverse. Well, you, you you have a reverse, but it's slower in reacting okay. because of the blade area. So you have to keep that in, you know, keep that in mind. You, But you definitely have reverse. Oh, yeah. Without without question. And, you know, the main thing is, Matt, for, you know, the potential people mm -hmm. that would take advantage of something like this, it's going to be a day where you're never going to see over 50 or 60 miles an hour, whatever your boat is capable of right. because of the conditions. So this right. is a, a condition um, purposeful prop um, to make sure that you're able to stay dry, put the boat where you want it when you're out there fishing three, four or five on the Great Lakes. Right. I mean, this, this is it's called a rough water prop. J just for that reason. 
And, and, and the reality of it is, is like, we talk a lot about the great lakes, obviously, because I live on Lake Erie, but the reality of it is, uh, Rayburn, Champlain, Oneida, uh, Toledo Bend, any of your big giant reservoirs that have capabilities of producing six plus footers. Um, this is what you want. So when you see the, like I carry that as my spare basically. Okay. So when I see the weather forecast and it's going to blow like a hurricane and I'm on a body of water that has potentially to get large waves, I just slap the prop on the five blade and run it because here at the end of the day with that five blade, I think my, boat and it's and it and i run heavy um my top end on the five blades right around 60 61 miles an hour but that's not what that five blade is for um i have my four blade for that for the speed end of it that five blade is specifically for big water handling so i can take my bass boat tuck the motor down and i can literally run on plane in three footers and not beat my brains out. And then if I get into big waves where I got to climb mountains of water, I know that I'm going to be able to handle the boat and, and make it go anywhere I need it to go when I'm fighting those waves. And literally, Matt, we spent probably two or three different prototypes uh, with Frank working on blade design and blade style. The yeah. more round or elephant ear style the blade could be on certain props, that tends to raise the bow. When you're in rough water, we don't want to raise the bow to get the boat out of control. So we want to carry the boat with a very level attitude and let the V and the keel of the boat do the work for you, but staying dry at the same time. So we spent a lot of time on the blade style, cup configuration to make sure that the boat's level to give you the best ride as possible in rough water. I'm pretty sure that's the first time level attitude and Frank Scalish have been in the same sentence together. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, this is a, a day dinking, which is a great name. We'll play on words there. We're not going to do any day drinking today, are we, Frank? <laughs> he wants to know, does a five-blade five prop put extra stress on the lower unit, i.e. gears and shaft? No. And Mercury puts five blades on the same prop shafts. Most of the outboards are running for their bigger boats now. Uh, if anything, some people would probably tell you, Matt, that it evens out the load of the prop because there's more blades pushing the water and it can be actually smoother to run um, on the lower unit. With that being said, um, there's people out there that could uh, ruin their lower unit with a two blade prop, three blade prop or four blade prop. So, um, you know, anybody right. can beat anything to heck, but uh, no, the answer is it's not going to uh, have any ill effect on the lower unit whatsoever. All right. We got, we got anything else? Cause I want to, I, I want to, I got one more thing that I want to do because I remember this. You, you did this, I, I believe in the previous show, but we're all about education here on day four, along with apparently just giving away bukus of things. But uh, <laughs> Jamie juice Newton wants to know, can you explain again? And I think you did this on the prop show, the proper way to climb in concert with the throttle and your RPMs. Okay, so good question. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a valid question. Okay. Oh, okay, so th this is going to be the craziest thing in the world, but you have to dance with the water. And what I mean by that is you you see the waves that are coming at you, across from you, or whatever direction they're coming from. It's almost like if you were skiing the moguls downhill. You pick the path of least resistance. All right.
And when you're, you keep your forward progress going to the point where you're not flying over waves out of control, because the last thing you want to do is launch off of one nosedive down into the other one. So as long as your attitude of the boat is at an angle, okay, you can sashay all over the water any way you want to go. Generally speaking, um, you're not you're not trying to run 35 or 40 miles an hour in anything over six feet. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can do it unless you're Darren Schwinkbeck, right? Unless you're unless you're shipwreck, and then you can do it. <laughs> but you can do it. But it's not. You're gonna break all your stuff apart. Okay. Um, but this prop, you throttle into the wave, so you're comfortable, and you get a cadence going. So you can take your boat and you, your nose might be, you might be going tacking over to the left, get to the top and realize that it's smoother to the right. And you can swing your nose around and take that path and swing your nose around and take the other path. It's all smooth. Nothing is knee jerk. Nothing is fast reactionary. It's slow and steady wins the race. And generally speaking, like in Buffalo, when I was in those Mugambo sized waves, they were big enough for me to actually put my boat on plane and tack down the sides of them at 50 miles an hour. And then I would come up the other side and start slowing the throttle way down. So when I got up to the top of the wave, I was barely creeping, see what direction I needed to go and then do it again. So it's all predicated on what the waves are telling you and and stuff like that now if you got waves that are tight and compact and you're talking about three footers there are times where you can get up and you could actually run across the tops of them as long as the span isn't wide so wide that when you hit the wave in front of you your nose doesn't want to drop you keep a level keep it level as long as your nose doesn't want to dip you could run across the tops of them now guys this is all experience And so you're going to have to experiment with this in rough water. I don't recommend you picking a day, you know, that's gale warnings outside and going to do this. Make sure people know what's up. Maybe you have a buddy out there. Exactly. Always take safety into Uh, account. We definitely did get the next day four shirt. I I picked up on it. I wrote it down. Uh, It's just going to have the little day four logo and it's just going to say dance with the water. And we're just going to have a little silhouette of a five blade prop. Dance with the water. Dance with the water. Dances with wolf. I feel like dances with water. <laughs> dances with water. <laughs> wolf on one side, prop on the other. I've, I I feel like you miss your calling. Have you ever surfed? I never surfed. The way you can read and understand water. And- I can't. No, I never surfed. I'm not that coordinated. Now, I downhill skied. I did the moguls, but um, but I can't surf. All right. What else we got? Todd, Frank. Like I said, we could do a whole nother show, but I wanted to try to get little portions of some of the best of the day fours over the last hundred in. And this was definitely one of the most educational. Uh, well, I will, well, sorry, Matt. I will say this to the, uh, the other uh, question as far as how many RPM should he be um, yep. running as far as up the waves. That's all going to determine boat size of the water for that particular day. But the one thing right. to keep in mind is now with no slip, you're going to see less RPMs and more throttle response. So before, if he was climbing a wave, if he went to 2,800, let's just say to throw out a number, that prop isn't really hooking up that well. So he might drop an RPM, but he'll have way more bite. So he could find himself at a lower RPM, but 
with that first gear acceleration to put them wherever that knows the boat needs to be. Right. Cause you're still, you're always moving forward with that prop. Correct. You're not that, still or falling back. Right. And that's the beauty of it. A lot of times, like I know a lot of guys that'll run their three blades on the big lake and they blow the props out. The props lose grip. They slip. Wow. Wow. And, and they're not going anywhere. This, this prop bites that boat's continually moving forward. You never lose ground with it. And you're, and you're, you're always able to control the boat. If your prop starts to blow out when you're coming up, your wave is going to start pushing you backwards to some degree. And you have to get your RPMs way high to get more hookup on that. And it, what happens is that's when you see guys going over waves and they're going, wow, doing all that nonsense. It's because they're fighting the slip. Their RPMs are too high when the prop grabs they launch and it's just a, it's maddening yeah it's, it's, it's i mean maddening. the way you the way that you got to look at it is um a some days you just don't need to go out even if you've got a five right. blade prop or four blade prop or you've got everything dialed in right. there's just days that you don't need to be out there but if if you are going to be out there it's also like skydiving you're not going <laughs> to jump out of the plane you know, without knowing that the parachutes pack correctly. So it's not like right. you're just going to throw it on and go out into the gale force winds. Like this is all within reason and common sense and, and safety here, but That's there's a way disclaimer. that you can be safety. This in, in, increases the safety Absolutely. It increases. And there's always going to be an error risk, regardless of what you're doing, safety, enjoyment, ride, comfort, right. longevity, boat, everything, everything. Um, you know, I, I don't ever, like like here's the deal all the inclement weather that i get caught in on on the great lakes yeah. is because some i'm way offshore and something comes in yeah you never go out and plan hey let's get right. some sketchy stuff today right well except for when we tested this thing well, yeah, I I say that. yeah yeah <laughs> a little disclaimer like, on that one a, i have most been surfing people in on the water well. most people on the water you're you're right. like you know like when i got stuck on texoma in five footers it was like What's that noise? Oh, I'm in a marina and it's the top of the sailboats just getting trashed by this wind. So I come out and I'm like, dude, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Right. And then when the helicopter for pontoon boats photographs is over you because you're the only boat on the lake and he's hovering over you and you're like, is my motor about to explode? And the right. kid next to you is like, no, there's a helicopter taking pictures of us. Exactly. That's when you know you're in a pickle. Right, exactly. But but see, that's that's what I say. Like, um, like there were times on Champlain where they were calling for terrible, terrible weather. And I throw the five blade on. And then I fished the whole event with the five blade and the weather, the one day never came in and the lake was slick, flat, calm. And so, you know, I lost some miles an hour on top end, but it didn't matter to me because if, if the weather did come in, I'm prepared for it. And so that's kind of how I play it. You know, whenever, like whenever I go on Lake Erie, I run the five. I don't care if it's going to mm -hmm. be slick, flat. I run the five because you don't, you never know. All right, Todd, you got anything else? Well, being that it's a hundred show, I don't know if I should tell all the Frank stories, but uh, I have been surfing <laughs> in his boat <laughs> sometimes. But uh, no, I'm uh, I'm just glad to be here, glad to be on again with you guys, and uh, happy to be a part of it. Greatly appreciate it, Todd. Always, uh, if people want to get in contact with you, 
uh, information. You have that, Frank, there? I have it. Do you want people to get in contact with you? I warned guests about that. Like, if you start giving out names, numbers, email addresses, you will get emails. So whatever whatever you think or what's the best place that people can go if they want to get in contact with you to get their hands on any of that stuff? I'll let they, you handle that one, Todd. No problem. They can go to hydromotive.com, and uh, the phone numbers are there, and they can reach me uh, 9 to 5 during the week, anytime. Call them and say, hey, I'd like to talk to Todd the prop guy. <laughs> we can handle it. All right. Thanks, dude. Thanks, guys. Be good. TLC, you, bud. All right. That was Todd Bucknell. Uh, great prop show. And oh, my gosh. Look, he just jumped into the queue. I can't see. All you know what? I think we bring in. I think we bring in the man and he he can while I scroll through the comments, he can tell me when to stop because it is time to give away another one of a kind custom Frank Scalish <laughs> drawing. Now, we had. We had Frankie in from, uh, I think, work, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. We had Todd in from work, and now we have the man. It is the man, Mark Jeffries, uh -oh. in from school. Hey, hey, give it up. Let him hear. Come on. Come on. Noise. Oh, you got the class with you. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is Mark Jeffries. You have a Kevin Van Dam with my boat poster in your classroom. I do. I do, and a Michael Jordan poster. And then I've got Gerald Swindle over here, too. Outstanding. That's the most time Gerald spent in school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, it is time to give away another. Then we'll get uh, to the day four and the concept. But I am scrolling through. There's Mark, we got uh, almost 600 people. And, guys, if you are uh, watching this show, go to on YouTube, on the YouTube page, not in the comments. Hit the thumbs up. That helps with the algorithm. That gets it to more people. That just helps everything. So hit the thumbs up uh, button on this. And what we're doing, I didn't know we were doing this. So I assume this is the best way to do it. I'm randomly, you know, using the wheel scroll, and I'm scrolling through these and then I, literally thousands of and comments. And I just now. yell stop. And then – uh, well, I'm going to have Mark say stop, and then whoever we stop on, as long as they're subscribed to the BTL YouTube channel, they get a one-of-a-kind Frank Scalish drawing that has been featured in day four. The next drawing up for giveaway right now. Frank, here is the, uh, here's the cursor. Explain what it is. Okay, we're looking at a pinch point where we have two structural elements pinching down, and this is where the bass will stage in uh, wintertime areas. Okay. That's good. We got to give it away because we got to get to Mark too. Let's I just, do we'll it. We'll go back to this. All right, Mark, no. scroll. Tell me when to stop. I'm, dude, I'm literally scrolling. So give it however. And then just in your best Mark Jeffries voice, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop. Stop. It is Mark Bar Baran, B A R A N. He said, Todd's awesome. He's helped me out. Great dude. Mark. You have won the second one-of-a-kind autograph Frank Scalish drawing. You got you got the pen over there? Yeah, B-A-R-R-E-N. B-A-R-A-N. Email me, Matt at Basson.com. We'll give your your uh your contact info. All right, Mark. Uh one of the things that you're really good at is creating people and things that don't exist. I've got, you know, <laughs> Drunkwood over here has, well, it's true. He's got, look at, what does that say? It says, live, laugh, dink, and dunk. You created the dink and dunk for me, which I took as an insult at first, and I've taken it. Harold, the legend, Alan. Now, Frank, 
was already Frank. He was just doing things a little bit more under the radar. You were still full-time in the industry, designing yeah. things, had classic you know, winning baits and all sorts of stuff. But when it comes to the day four, what was it, the mad scientist, that made you say, hey, I want Frank Scalish to be a part of this BTL thing? Well, you know, Frank and I go way back. Uh, and when we were out there covering the Elite Series, uh, Frank and I had quite a few numerous conversations about so many things that were taking place, not just in the bass fishing world, but in the world in general. And, uh, you know, there was a period of time when you and I were doing the show, it was uh, trying to come up with creative stuff that did the three E's. And I'm going back to the three E's. But I, I, I really thought that adding the Frank element to what you and I were doing was going to make us better and keep us ahead of what everybody else was doing out there. And the insight and the knowledge and the creativeness that Frank has, not just as an angler and as a lure maker, but uh, Frank's a pretty entertaining dude. And <laughs> some of the stories that, that Frank shared with me in the early years of our friendship uh, were just epic. And Matt and you know, hopefully you remember when we were sitting around the studio and we were thinking about how we were going to get better. And I, I came up with the idea. I was like, man, I think we need to get Frank involved. Uh, and it was after a day that Frank was a guest on BTL. And that's when the wheels started spinning. And I thought, man, we need to somehow, some way integrate Frank into the show. And when that happened, I called him. We talked about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I can kind of roll with that. And look <laughs> at the monster that's been created yeah, after, uh, <laughs> yeah, after you know, a little uh, creativeness between you and you and I, Matt, trying to make BTL better. But you know, 100 shows. Congratulations, Frank. And I really think it's cool. Uh, that you became part of BTL and became part of what the BTL fans want on a weekly basis. And I, I just had a small part to do with it, man. I just thought of it. That was it. It's all you, dude. No, dude, I, you gave me this opportunity, and I thank you immensely for it. Um, it's been a very fun part of my life, and um, I, I really thank you for that. Yeah. Hey, real quick. All right, students. All right. See, I'm oh in my, my finance gosh. class. You're actually in, in class, class right now. All right. We're gonna get what two people is, fired today. <laughs> what is the most important thing? Most important thing about finance? The B word. What is the B word? Behavior. Louder. Behavior. Can you hear that? They said behavior. Yeah. Well, you really don't have a very enthusiastic, Mark. I'm not gonna no, lie. They're, I feel they're like you're, See, you're really, you're really pulling teeth here. You're really right, pulling teeth. One more teeth. time. You can't What's the most force important fun. thing when it you're comes to personal finance? We're trying to force fun. Right, now you're we're... yelling at him. <laughs> you can't force fun, Mark. That's how I roll. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, All right. Uh, but you actually are like in class. Yeah. You look great. The hair looks great. The, no, no the, hair. Every, everything looks fantastic. It is kind of weird to see an Adidas logo. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I feel like that's that's might be against your BTL morals. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in Adidas school, so I know, I know. What what else you guys got? I know you got to get back to teaching, but uh, yeah. I just I wanted to. I knew you said you could jump on when you had a few yeah. minutes. No, thanks, Frank. Hey, real quick, uh, you know, Frank and I are 
we're really good friends and we've had massive conversations in the past. He's like a brother to me, but I am really proud of the level that you've taken this whole day four thing. And for your 100th show, it's quite impressive. And hopefully we can get 100, 200 more out of you, Frank. And uh, hopefully the BTL fans will continue to enjoy what is Uncle Frank. Now, I have one question, Matt. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen the studio since I was over there that one time. What is that shirt that's hanging up over Frank? That is uh, that is the Assumption Bass Club's Illinois Bass Federation shirt that I got in 1998 when I went to the Classic and had every single Classic competitor from 1998 sign it. That's pretty cool. Uh, Scott Martin, Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, Rick Clun, Davey Height, Kevin Van Dam, Skeet Reese, Denny Brower. I mean, it's a, it's, it's everyone's on there. Like, look at that shirt. It's, I, I did. It's cool. It's very it? cool. Uh, so my dad actually, uh, it was just sitting in a, in a closet at my house. I saw a hanger and my dad was like, dude, this isn't right. And when I started <laughs> to do the studio, I got a package and I was like, I'm not expecting a package. Right. And then it, you get that. And then I picked it up and saw how much tape was on it. And I was like, this has to be for my dad. Right. And, <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, when I get it open, he had put it in a, he'd put it in a frame for me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Now, uh, one last question for both of you. Are you guys coming to watch a little basketball Friday night? That's up to Frank. Yes, we are. Okay. Yes, we are. Why, why do you not want to stare tonight, Mark? That's the real No, you question. can. I, we I, I told you you can. I just think Friday night's going to be a better game. Than All right. Do we need to get tickets or will you leave us a couple? Uh, yeah. You just can, uh, call me. Just, call just me hang when... it up on the principal. Who's <laughs> <laughs> probably the principal. I'm sorry. Uh, right. I'll call him back. Uh, when, when you guys get here, just call me or text me. Well, right. what time we've asked like 17 times about this game, Mark, and you've never, you've been dodgy on the time and the location and no, everything. No, no, right? no. Just, just be here, be here around seven 30 on Wait, Friday. Is this a public game? Can anyone come yeah. to it? Like if people want to come and hang out with Frank and me and watch you coach and they're in the Oklahoma area, could we pack the barn with uncle Frank fans on Friday night? Okay, yeah, where, is sure. where is it? Where is it? <laughs> it's at the school. It's what school, Blanch though? Blanchard High School. Blanchard High School, yeah. Friday night. What time? 7.30. Can you get tickets at the door? You can get tickets at the door, I believe. Is it going to be sure. sold out? Know. Is it going to be sold out? No. No. Okay. It's Elk City. Elk City. <laughs> I didn't know it's a high school game. Sometimes. Okay. Blanchard High School, Blanchard, Oklahoma, Friday night, 7.30. Frank okay. and I will be there. Jeffries will be throwing chairs from the bench. And if the fans show up, we're going to be the, the loudest cheerleading <laughs> squad in that high school's history. Uh, very cool. Can't Troy wait. is saying you're fired for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to let you go, Mark. All right, man. Frank, great to see you. Can't wait to see you in person here. Uh, in a couple days, man. Um, dude, I I can't thank you enough for all you've done. All right. You guys rock. Thanks, Matt. All right. See you, Mark. Thanks, Matt. Frank Salsett, he just bought his plane ticket <laughs> for Friday night. He said, Mark, is not Bobby Knight. I do believe, I do believe at one point in the past decade, there was a chair throwing incident, Any incident with Mark Jeffries. I can't imagine that. One. I can't imagine that. 
But you know how kids, you know how kids are susceptible to like uh, peer pressure, Frank. Oh, absolutely. So like they kind of imitate what they see. Oh yeah. Well, there was a point where Jeffries was reading a lot of Bobby Knight books, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I think that the incident may have paralleled like chapter seven. Oh, so it's like copycat. Uh, kind of like the kids who do like the gritty after they score the touchdowns now because they see it on. I think Jeffries right. may have chuck the chair that okay well sometimes you got to get their attention that's all i can say on that all right uh go back to that other map i didn't want to rush you through the pinch point thing but i didn't also didn't i also didn't want to rush the uh didn't want jeffries to no dude i i i gotta tell you guys um mark and i go way back to my beginning days of uh bass masters and to have the opportunity uh, to work with him in this venue before he retired was absolutely fantastic. To be able to carry on with Matt is equally as good. And I am so grateful and so glad to be here. Um, the audience, I love you guys. Yeah, you make the show. Uh, you, you get keep me motivated to keep you know new information coming and to try to better the game every time we 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 do a deep dive. I try to get better and better at it uh, to give you more and more info because at the end of the day, I can give you a waypoint and that's not going to help you. You might catch fish for that day, but you won't know why the fish were there, how they got there, where they're going when they leave there. This information gives you the ability to dial in, hone in on fish on any lake in the country, and it will make you a better fisherman. And that's really what it's all about, actually. Set. All right. Okay. Pinch points. All right. So basically the pinch point, it's really easy. It, it funnels fish into a tight confined area. It makes them easier to find and easier to catch. Um, these particular areas are something that I've often look for especially in the winter because you have feeding zones, you have shallow water feeding zones and you have deep suspending zones where they mm -hmm. can be all all within a small confined area so really this is a high percentage area they all don't produce but when you find the right one it's money and that map is going to who that this map is going to uh mark baron all right b-a-r-a-n um I was able to put up a scrolling banner and said, meet Frank and cheer on Mark Jeffrey's basketball team, Blanchard High School, Friday, January 27th <laughs> at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And then I almost put BYOB, but it is, <laughs> it, is <a> <laughs> it is a high school event. Yeah, so no, don't, don't do know. that. Don't do that. I but, don't think I don't think we're going to get to do that. Um, no, but we should probably uh, reinforce. Um, did we did we do the codes and stuff? Yeah, we haven't done anything, dude. We're oh still gosh. 47 minutes in, so I, I, we usually take care of odds and ends. We'll take care of odds and ends now. All Let's right. Let's do this. Here's what's going on, folks. Really cool stuff. Uh, this is a big shout out to the guys at uh, Pradco, the guys at LureNet, and Frank for making this happen. And this is the only reason this is happening legitimately is because of the feedback and the response of the day four fans Correct. that... Correct. the suits have seen right right and and this is this is this is like a fan appreciation deal so should i just go or you, do you yeah, we're doing use code is that still pulled up over there for you or is it we got 
Yeah, but it goes on and off. So, but I have the info. Okay. Right yeah, I've got the uh, BTL one hundred code pulled up right now as a scrolling. Oh, okay. Banner. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So the first discount applies, and this is for one week only. Capital BTL one hundred. This is a twenty percent discount code. Now, this discount code will it won't apply to other things that are on sale. Um, yeah, but if you want to go in and buy some. Right. If you want to go get some forward facing minnows or some hard knockers and one mm -hmm. knockers, it, it applies. Um, it won't apply to the color number seven. Um, sorry, guys, but that was done way before this code came out. So that won't apply. But the BTL code, uh, BTL 100, all caps, 20% off. Now pay attention to this. It's from January 26th to February 2nd is 20% off with the capital BTL 100 code. And to show really the fan appreciation, because um, you guys are, you guys are very responsive. You pay attention to the show um, after February 2nd from February 3rd until June 30th, this is the loyal listener program, same code BTL 100, and it'll be 15% off from February 3rd to June 30th. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's fantastic. So that works on like the Flash Mob Junior kits and all that stuff. Everything. Yeah, everything unless it's on sale. So 20% this week. 20% this February week only. Second, excluding color number seven. Correct. Except Which, who knows? And then starting after February 2nd, 15% off through June 30th. Through June Code, 30th. BTL, capital B. Capital T, capital L, 100. 100. And that's for you guys for for following this show and for all the input you bring in. All right. Next, uh, color number seven, limited run. There's 300 of them or 298 now since you pulled these two. No, I took those off the run. Okay. Um, so there's, there's not that many. There's not that many. There's There's a lot of them, but there's not that many. Um, you, you gonna announce it? Yeah. Well, I'm on LureNet.com and I don't see it yet, but it will there. Where will it, do you know where it'll be on LureNet? Hopefully they got this dialed in or else they're going to have, it's going to be dialed forks in. And, and what is that where you got the, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be, they're not going to be available to you guys until 11 o'clock central, central time, time, noon, noon, Eastern. Eastern. 11 o'clock central, noon Eastern. But do you know where on the lure net? Site? Oh, you won't miss it. Go to the homepage. You won't miss and it. And right at 11, that'll pop up. At 11 o'clock, that's popping up. Okay, because like I go to lurenet.com and it's still the hard knocker and one knocker exclusive colors. So, I mean, if right. you're just doing that, it's, you don't have to like go to anything else. You'll see it on the main page. Yes, you're going to see it. You'll find it. But Steven that, is saying Lure Night site is going to crash at 11 o'clock central time. No, it'll crash at 11.03. <laughs> it's not. It, trust me, it's going to be there. Um, this is for you guys. It's not announced to the public. Um, you guys got first first crack. Oh, that's at these. why they don't have it up on the site. So random people can't be like, oh, I like it. That's right. why we're announcing it now. And then at 11. 100%. Boom. Yeah, you're on right on the money. So what we tried to do, especially with that time, obviously the show was over, but like 
East Coast lunch break if you have to have someone else on there for you. It's the most applicable time. I know we had some people that were like, yeah, I can't be, I can't get on. Right. And that, uh, that sucks for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tried like, I was like, Hey, can we do like multiple drops at different times no. and all that? And then it just got too complicated. So right. we're like dropping them at 11, depending on how this goes. Um, RIP lure net server, depending on how this goes. <laughs> uh, the hope is to have more eventually. Yes. But just like it took a year and a half to get them this time, we're not exactly sure when. Right. You you, you just got to just bear with it. They're going to be available 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern, LureNet.com. Do you want one with or without hooks? You want to just, we're going to have, I'm going to have you go through the bait in detail again, but you probably want the one without hooks. I don't care if it's got hooks. Yeah, screw it. That could turn into a real interesting game. It could be good. Hey, hook removal <laughs> show 100 good. all right um we went through the story last week briefly jeffrey's catastrophic injury fell hit his head came back to btl was every bit of jeffrey's that he was i made a joke said something to the effect of well i was afraid you're going to come back and say your favorite color was seven jeffrey's had been be because anyway, it was right it, just the way it worked out it, it was funny Jeff, jeffrey's had also funny. yeah 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 but in 20 seconds he'd also been fishing with some weird colored spooks we have them if you can see the hats on the top here we got like orange in it and purple and yellow and all right. sorts of weird btl colors that he's done in the past so frank paying homage to it uh with a custom color right and so we so when that show happened uh mark was talking about some crazy orange catfish bait you guys know the story you've heard it a thousand times some crazy orange catfish bait that looked like a you know, look like a spook. Um, at any rate, then Matt Matt had mentioned the, oh my gosh, you know, I was afraid you were going to come back and go, oh, my favorite color, seven. And and then once, um, I think Peter Long typed in the comments, make a color seven. Um, I don't know how many guys did that or what, because I don't, I don't watch the comments on the screen because I can't pay attention to everything at once. So anyway, however it happened, it happened. So when I designed the color, um, Mark's retirement was uh, being taken into consideration and he was 17 years doing this. So if you notice all the orange, uh, bar, all the orange um, herringbone and then the orange lateral line, um, there's 17 of them. Um, there's 17 of them. The uh, chin has the red color seven on it. And the and there's a little bit of purple and stuff on the sides, purple pearls, uh, some metallics on the sides. But when I did the bait, I wanted a bait that could actually be fishable as well. So I kind of designed the whole thing ar around everything. I wanted a bait that could catch fish, but that would have all the representations of, uh, you know, Mark Jeffries and everything that he had uh, done up to this point. And that's how the color seven was born and created listen this is not your doing to be like hey let's do a limited run of them because anthony there's a lot of people here that are that are doing the math they're like well there's 635 watching and there's uh three around right. 300 baits available i think we're gonna have an issue well we're gonna have an issue because they're gonna be gone but that doesn't mean they're not coming back yeah. that doesn't mean they won't be in the line um you have to understand something in the tackle industry because um here's the deal 
I got involved in the creation of colors and baits, et cetera, because of my love for the sport. In the beginning of all this, I had no idea what it took to get a product from start to finish. All I knew is that I had a color or an idea and I wanted to see it made and didn't know all the in-betweens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so what happened is as I got involved in actually making these products, you guys don't have a clue how much has to go into the development of a product. It takes a long time. It's not a willy-nilly thing. You have to take costs, for example, into into play, where it's going to be made, um, how it's being painted. There's just a million things, and it takes time to get out there. If a product comes in the market, I think the fastest product to date that I've seen come into play was probably the uh, Norman Speed N. Um, we had workable painted prototypes within nine or 10 months. But after the classic, um, you know, what Stetson was catching all those fish on it, after the classic, we couldn't get them into the stores for another six or seven months um, just because you have to, you have to make the entire inventory for a load in. And so it takes time. So with that being said, I apologize for the time frame, but it's, you know, it's become a running joke. Well, yeah. I mean, in a good way. Right. Yeah. It it's has. been awesome. But the thing is, is that now that it's, now that it's all sourced and now that it's all done, we can, we can get them in the system much quicker. Yeah. So, so you don't, yeah, you don't have, hopefully to they'll be it. back in now, as far as like a limit to buy, like I would hope that like, basically you probably don't have a chance to ever win anything on BTL. If all of a sudden your name is associated with eBay color number sevens <laughs> by tomorrow, you see what I'm saying there? Right. Like we could put two and two together. Right. But, 100%. I mean, like ideally, ideally. Yeah. Grab one, grab two, you know, they'll be back around. Yeah, they're right. Get, get, get them while they're here and don't be greedy right now because there'll be time for greed later. Yeah. But I mean, you let's know. be honest. I've watched guys walk into tackle shops and just the old two fingers. Dude, I do it all the time. I get a color that I like. If but I, that's also more to keep other people from throwing it in a tournament. Correct. So than just correct. That's a defensive move. Mostly. Yeah. Except Dude, I watched a guy buy. <laughs> I watched a guy buy like 95 DT sixes one time because this was, this was a long time ago. I vividly remember this was before, like you could just buy them online and get them. Right. Right. And he, he got in and I was rooming with him and he went to every single store within the vicinity of the lake, within the vicinity of the lake that would have DT sixes. And he bought every single one of them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> and then I think he missed a check. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's how it always happens. Yeah. And he didn't do it to use them. He had his. Right. He, he was did, prepared. He, did it to stop he just didn't people. want anyone else to have the DT6s. Right. But here, but, you know, oddly enough, anybody who fishes a lot knows um, patterns can change in a second. Color preferences could change in a second. And you may think you have it all figured out. Something changes. And then next thing you know, you're doing something you didn't even plan on doing in the tournament to catch them. How did Kyle know that? He said, was that Oneida, Matt? Yeah, that was Oneida. (laughs) Well, because it was probably evident or he was there and couldn't find any. All right. Uh, We're an hour in. I think it's time to give away another one-of-a-kind custom Frank Scalish BTL 
day four scene drawing. Here's your pointer if you want to go over that first. Well, oh, I know exactly what this map's from because it's a recent map. This is the hard knocker, one knocker location map. Oh, and this is actually a spot that we already, I mentioned on the last show, this is actually a real spot that I fish on Gunnersville. Oh, yeah, which I couldn't guess. I thought I knew where it was. Right, I, was, you, I wasn't you, even you, in the right zip code. Nope. It's a tricky location, but it's a beautiful spot. It's got your shell beds. It's got your stumps, your broken grass. It's got a couple of ditches running in it from the feeder streams. So this map is going to get ready to go. Are you scrolling? Huh? Oh, I was kind of mesmerized by the fact that my circle light has a remote. Like I can make it brighter, and I can. <laughs> well, why it... are you doing that? You're well. No, I'm out. looking at. I'm looking at the comments. It's uh, the comments go nuts because that's how we're picking the comments. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more recent. Probably one of the last 150 comments. You can see I'm scrolling. And he's scrolling, staring at me. Not the scrolling. And stop. Wait a second. What? Who won the first one? The first one was Dude, we got we got a, a diehard day four listener. Sean Lai. Oh. Sean's always on. Sean, you won it. Sean, you get the you get the uh booyah hard knocker one knocker map. Sean Lai. Where's the pencil? The pen. Oh, over here. I might gosh, I'm a nervous pen clicker. So I cannot use pencils. And we found out from the last episode. No, that here's the problem. Sweat. What happens when you hit this 700 times? It the feeds all the out. lead out of the pencil. <laughs> so we're down to one piece of lead. Okay, Sean. I'm si I'm writing on the. I back. swear that wasn't rigged. Sean's always odd asking questions. That's just karma. L-A-I? L-A-I. L-A-I. S-H-A-W-N. Well, I'm glad he won because every, every episode... Um, Sean's always on asking he, questions. He's always on. Yeah. And I only know that because you scroll the answers at the bottom of the computer for me. Yeah. The, the people's comments at the bottom of the computer, because as everybody watching this show knows. I he said, that. thanks, Uncle Frank. All right. Look at that. All the other BTO regulars congratulating Sean on his. That is money. On his win. Um, How do you want to do the hard knocker, one knocker giveaway? That's another trick. Because I think I think this is how how we should do it. Um you talking out. We're giving we're giving away just basic stuff in this too. But there's also a bunch of people that that I've seen on in, uh, social media that have been sporting you have the long sleeve on? The long sleeve. The day 4 uh loaded to the cork shirts. Right on. Right? Okay, so talk to me cuz you I like where you're going. So here's the deal. If you if you tag me and Uncle Frank on uh Instagram or I guess you can tag on Facebook. You have a Facebook page? Yeah, I don't go on. You're Facebook mainly an Instagram much. guy. Yeah, I'm mostly Instagram. You want to give it away? We'll give it a we'll give it a a uh we'll give it 2 weeks. What, what like your Let best me have that pen, Your best day 4? No, you tag you got to tag tag your day four merch yeah the, your best day four merch picture yeah i mean you could be like cooking a steak you don't have to be fishing no or anything, you don't have to be fishing but that that's a way to reward to be like hey thanks for thanks for helping out with the merch and if you do two weeks i think it'll it'll you can get your merch let's, before then let's do it yeah so tag it and then frank in uh on the february 10th show we'll announce it and you'll get a whole set 
one knockers hard knockers halves and quarters uh 24 baits it's about 200 dollars value did you do you did send out the previous set oh yeah, absolutely I sent him out noon that day after the show. All right, let's do uh, let's do just a classic day four question. Noble Newton would like to know, Uncle Frank, what's the best way to help one of my buddies start fishing? Buy him golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best way to help somebody start fishing is to take them somewhere where they can catch fish, and it really doesn't matter what they're catching, as long as they're catching fish. That's the whole trick with kids. Um, you know, kids don't care. They just want to catch something and, and keep it fun. Don't, don't like, if you can fish for 12 hours, don't assume a guy who doesn't fish is going to sit in a boat with you for 12 hours because he's not yeah. going to. real quick, Ronnie. That's a great point. He said, some of us old farts don't have Facebook or Instagram. If you have email, you can also email me a picture of you guys, you wearing your day four right. swag, Matt at basszone.com you'll also be entered into it. So correct, if you're correct. watching it on the computer, I assume you're at least savvy enough to be able to send a picture on email. Right. Shoot right. that email. That way you don't have to, if you're not into the social media stuff. That's perfect. That way you can email it to me and then I'll just send the send the pictures to Frank and Frank's going to subjectively pick the picture that he likes best or the guy that's tagged in it he likes best. So the more creative and out of the, out of the walls you get, probably the better chance you have it. Right. We did that with... Uh... What the heck did we do that with? Um, we did it with something with tagging. All right, sorry. Back to your okay. Uh, so, back to the so getting, getting this getting this dude into fishing, uh, or helping him fish better. What, what was the question again? Do you recall? He, he, his buddy wants to get into fishing. How does he help him get into fishing? Oh, okay, okay. So he's interested in the sport already. Um, you got to find out. You got to find out what what where his you know where what direction he wants to go with it does he want to fish for multi-species uh just bass just crappie find out what he wants to fish and then when when you're picking out equipment for him because this is really where the big issue lies when you're picking out equipment for somebody who's just starting out what i call what i say is you need a multi-purpose rod you need a rod that can cover three or four different functions because uh, no beginner is going to sit there and buy a, a separate rod and reel for this lure for that lure for that presentation so you want to get them multi-purpose stuff so you should get them a good spinning rod um get them a, a decent bait caster like like i like the powell 764 that's a multi-purpose mm -hmm. rod you could throw spinner baits top waters chatter baits carolina rigs you could throw you could do a lot with that rod so that's a multi-purpose tool and so make keep it easy for them in the beginning as they progress into the sport they'll start to on their own dial down you know what specific rods and reels they want for what different techniques um that's the easiest way to go about it all right <laughs> Here, here's what i want to do with this um i was trying to think i wanted to get some of the the best stories. And when we gave away the last set of hard knockers and one knockers, I thought it was really cool how many of the listeners brought up stories that you've told over the years. That's kind of what you're known for. Right. Are the stories loaded to the cork? Whoosh. whoosh it's easy for me. I'm a genius. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> if you have a story that you would like Uncle Frank to retell in all of its glory on the 100th episode, mention it in the comments right now. What? Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. All what, the stories you've told over the past four. That this is for the last uh 
for the last drawing. Did we do this color seven yet? We haven't done the color seven okay. yet. Do you want to do this for the color seven? Yeah, let's save let's the do story that. Save for it the color for seven. the color seven. You want to give away the you want to give away the last yeah. deal, and then we'll we'll save the story. So right now, just start writing your your favorite stories, just enough to jog Frank's memory, and I'll start naming some of these stories. And whichever story Frank picks to retell on the show, right now on the hundredth <laughs> show, that's who gets the color seven. And that is number. Do you want him to have number thirteen or fourteen? Well, if you do it in congruence, you got to give them 13. We got to do We got to go 13. Color number 13. Lucky, so lucky number 13. Think of the best stories from the past 100 episodes. And this is this probably is going to make sure it's a day four hardcore listener. Oh, it will. That gets it. But so keep go, get those down and we'll all scroll through and get it. But now I'm doing random scrolling. And like I said, I'm going I'm going up. I'm going down. Give me give me 20, 30 seconds because we're literally thousands of comments in, Frank. Oh my gosh. It's yeah, it's the craziest thing. That's absolutely fantastic. So what are we giving away here? Okay. What's so, this one? While I scroll and I have no idea, yeah. like I'm already All up right. to 917 okay, here. So now we're, I'm scrolling. Down. We're giving away how to find winter spots in the summer by using grass to tell you where you need to be. So we're, we're looking at dead end guts and how to find them easily in the summer. This was that uh, winter piece I did. And uh, does that come with the yeah, it's going to be just like this. Stop. All right. Uh, this is a drum roll, please. Oh, he actually wrote a this was a story, but I, I scrolled so far back and it was scrolling so far. So he actually had a, uh, a question for the story, but it's Zach Zero Z I R O L L. Z-A-C-H. You ran this thing out of lead. Zach. I know. I told you. It's a bad habit, Frank. Okay, I got it. I got it. What? Zach, Z-A-C-H-Z-I-R-O-L-L fishing. Zach Zero fishing. He gets the last autographed Frank Scalish map. He also has a, he also has the, his favorite story was pulling the fence down with the extension cable. You got his name on that? Yeah. Okay, so he gets that. <laughs> All right, Zach, this is you, buddy. Dead end guts, wintertime fishing. All right. All right. Um, I need right. an intern. <laughs> <laughs> we, but what are you going to put him in the closet then? And then I just need an intern. He could scroll through these comments. This is this is good. This is guys. This is awesome. Um, okay. So how so how are we? I'm just, scrolling through, and I'm just gonna start reading the reading the reading some of these uh, questions. Someone said, and when you pick one that you're like, "Hey, that's my favorite," just let me know. Okay, because you can't see who it is. Or no, anything. I can't see anything. My, if fact, there's one that just tickles your fancy, oh boy! At any time, color number seven 13 this is the last major giveaway of the show today signed and autographed and we're already 11 minutes past where frank said we are ending at an hour i do not care because it is time to go catch a three pound crappie which we have this mission today. i said dude i never thought i would be the one that was like hey it's however long it is like just chill out we'll get there because i'm always the one in my life that's always been like well i'm amped up because here look i i where I live, the biggest crappie I caught was two and three quarter pounds, and I caught them bass fishing on a on a 
actually, believe it or not, I'll, I'll tell you, it was a uh, Rebel Deep We Are in the 035 color, which is an ancient bait. And anybody that's my age will know exactly what that bait is. But I was cranking stump rows in eight feet of water. And I caught three of those big giant crappies doing that. Oh. And it was just, and I, I pitched the first two back. Then the, the third one I caught was was one of the bigger ones, and I thought I had a state record. So I put it in the live well. I fished the rest of the day. I I got out of the lake. I went to the tackle shop down the street that I know had certified scales and um, wrapped it up and, and put it on the scales alive because I wanted to release it. And the guy had the scale on a file cabinet that was like six feet high, and he laid the the big crappie on the scale and it flopped off the scale and hit the floor. And so we picked it back up, put it on the scales. It was two and three quarter pounds. And I missed the state record at the time. It's a probably broken by now, but at the time um, by a couple ounces. Well, I put the fish back in the live well and I was driving back to the lake to release it. And it went belly up in the live well, probably from the fall. You know what I mean? And so it went belly up. I had a 125 gallon aquarium at home. So I brought it home. I tried nursing it back to health. I kept it alive for two days and then it finally died. So I got it mounted. So was yesterday that the biggest crappie you've ever held that I caught? Yeah. 293? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually. So, so, so. And it's a, see, yeah, Frank is going to, because it's a, pretty fair drive from the house but we'll get a couple hours in but anyway continue right so so yeah so yesterday we decided we 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 messed around all afternoon right we, we got stuff ready for today we're was in no hurry to go anywhere stop grab some lunch and then we were coming back and matt's like well you know it doesn't get dark for a couple hours yeah if we drive we could we could get an hour of fishing yeah do you want to hoof it down to the lake and i'm like yeah let's go and so we so we went there and we were live scoping them um i think we were using uh, bobby garland's little swimmers on them right that was that we were using a variety of soft plastics i was using some of the little little uh jerk minnows and you were oh, using yeah, the, right. the ff minnow and then we were using the the pink uh that pink and chartreuse, chartreuse. one and we uh, kept going bigger and bigger yeah, we did. We kept upsizing because the, the like I, I put one in the boat was 207 and all I could do is laugh. You can see it on the uh, you posted it on your yeah, Instagram, on Instagram. Frank, uh, scalish underscore fishing. It's on my story yeah. at Matt Pangrat. <laughs> and so the and so I all I could do is laugh. And Matt's like, just just stay on the fishing rod. I'll do the live scope. And so Matt was basically doing the doing the grunt work on keeping me on this these fish and letting me catch them so then um i broke one off there was a behemoth i broke them off and then i said matt grab a rod catch a few so he grabs a rod and he goes oh my gosh that's a giant he drops down there we worked it for a little while because it was kind of finicky and then he hooks it and it was like a 293 (laughs) in your heart of hearts do you feel like you uh Broke off a three-pound crappie yesterday? Oh, yeah. Solid. Solid. Do you also feel like you're going to catch one today? Yes, I am 100% sure of that. All right. You ready to close this out with the greatest 
Let's try Uncle this. Frank Day. So I have the thing has been scrolling continuously. We we've maintained over 600 live viewers the entire show. Oh, thank you guys. Uh, let's recap. We've given away four one of a kind Uncle Frank drawings that were seen on day four to viewers. Those are already done. Uh, I'll look for those emails for those four listeners, Correct. and you'll send them out. If you have day four merchandise, which is still available, like listen, we make a little bit of money on this. Uncle Frank does. This all goes. Primarily to Uncle Frank for his it helps his <laughs> efforts in jacked energies. up motor fund, <laughs> <laughs> which is fixed now. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Haynes Beefy T, what size is that, Uncle Frank? Two X. Two X. Large is absolutely perfect for me. Uh, they're roomier, but yeah, hoodies, shirts, day four. Frank designed it. It's got the Frank Scalish signature. That little signature. So there's, there's the Frank Scalish Loaded. signature on the bottom. That is actually you. Loaded to the cork on a steel head. Day four logo, Frank Scalish. Uh, Basstone.com, shop BTL tab. Go straight to the merchandise store. Boom, there you go. Right, You'll Caller 7 will be available anyway, at 11. So uh, then on the February 10th show, we will give away a full set, or you will give away a full set of Booyah Hard Knockers and One Knockers Correct. and all of the custom colors. And that's for the... Tag, tag me and Uncle Frank in your... DM. Either BTL or day four merch. If you have, listen, there's a lot of more people also who have like a BTL hat or something right, like that, right. but tag both of us. Just as long as there's something BTL related. We're good. Bass zone related, whatever we're in good. it. We're good. Uh, and then Frank's going to pick his favorite picture. If you don't have the social media, Matt at basszone.com. And then on February, or, uh, February 9th, I'll send all those. Perfect. To uncle Frank. And we'll give that away. Um, 11 o'clock central time 12 o'clock eastern time limited run on lurenet.com day four year and a half in the making color number seven god we're on the same page right here we I should finish it each other's sentences <laughs> it's a thing of beauty frank we need to do this in person more i just often. want to hit some crappies because there. before we get done with this i just wanted to, to wrap all this up right uh big shout out to frankie jumping on always Todd Bucknell. Always. Where can you find Todd again? Name of his place? Hydromotive Engineering. Um, I think he said hydromotive.com is his website. And big shout out to Mark Jeffries for big giant shout out to Mark for making for starting this. this. Yes. Starting day four with Frank Scalish. I think what wouldn't what, what did I take over? Like episode 40 something? Or 50 something, something somewhere around the mid 40s. I thought, well, it'd been a whole year and we did 50 a year, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, thanks to you for keeping the drive alive, man. Well, thanks to you for continuing to have badass stories, always. Uh, January 26th through there's a lot of stuff on this Actually. January 26th through February 2nd, and I think we're doing a good job, aren't we? We're doing it. BTL100, capital BTL100 on LureNet.com. 20% discount code does not apply to the color number seven or anything else already on sale. But any other thing else than that, for that week, 20% off. That 20. is a BTL listener discount code. Correct. And then starting February 3rd to June 30th, the same code, BTL100, will be 15% off. And so there, you, so that, so basically, this thing is going to go. These, these, this event is going to carry on all the way to the end of June. It's pretty cool. All right, uh, I got people saying, "Are we going to go live tonight spontaneously?" 
we'll, we'll, this will be a discussion that we will discuss. All right. Um, <laughs> you got your pencil that does or doesn't work. Just make a couple notes down there on the ones. I'm going to scroll through as many of these as I can. We'll okay. do it for a couple minutes, and I'm just going to start naming it. And like I said, when one does it, just kind of. I'll just say stop. You'll just say stop. Okay. Um, so I guess I should scroll down stop. and rain. <laughs> I guess I should scroll down and randomly pick it because I have uh, I have dead cow pattern, big hair photo, uh, hooking the manatee, any Uncle Frank angry story. Uh, Jeff just wants you to name the angler that you had a beef with. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, co-angler, <laughs> tell us how you first got into fishing. Frank's okay, boat stop. almost. You think it's boring if I go first how I got into fishing? Have you told that story before? Never. Well, I thought we were doing a story. Okay, then. Hey, we'll save do that. we? Well, no, no, no. Let's, let's give, save it. Let Yeah, save it. Save let's it. give Brett something. Okay, save it. You got a hat out in the car? Yeah. Can you sign it? Yeah. Okay. Brett, this is not, this is not for the, this is not for the uh, color number seven one knocker, but Brett Anderson, it's impressive that he said that tell us how you first got into fishing because you wanted to tell this story on the show today and i, I totally did. forgot about I it too. i have it in my notes I right here my notes too all right all so right. brett email me matt at basszone.com what kind of hat is it a water camo bomber water camera camo bomber hat signed by frank scalish headed your way for this story but this is a new story so it doesn't qualify for your favorite story it might become your favorite story after this but how did you get into fishing uncle frank are we doing that now? Yeah, do it right now. Okay. So when I when I always I always liked outdoors forever. And when I was a kid, and I'm probably gonna guess and say I was probably maybe three or four years old. Um, my aunt took me to this river by her house. Um, did you run through it? A river ran through it. Yes, did you I run did. through the river? I did. And um, I wanted a fish so bad, but I had nothing. So she rummaged around in her purse and she found a safety pin. So I took the safety pin. I went to the garbage and I found um, a partial roll of kite string. So I took the kite string and the safety clip and I bent it up and made a hook out of it, tied the kite string to it and, and actually caught Creek chub. And that's really, and then, and ever since then I was like thoroughly addicted to fishing. I feel bad for not giving Brett this, this the day seven. What? And now I feel bad for not giving Brett the. Get well. He asked the question, but it was, right, the question so, was your favorite Uncle Frank story, and that was just a question, right? He gets that autographed hat. We're we're gonna keep going. I like that. A creek chub on a safety pin. Yeah, absolutely, and that and I've been addicted to fishing ever since, like a madman. All right, uh, the. Co-angler who kept throwing over Uncle Frank's shoulder in a tournament, fighting a smallmouth above his head. Uh, everyone wants to know who you were mad at in show 99. Uh, carp fishing in the warm water discharge with the kid, tearing a hole in your boat in Florida. Guy who called you out on the radio. My favorite story is the one where he flooded his boat. 
that's the same story. Yeah, uh, picking up Cat at the boat ramp, the radio station, Buffalo tournament win, first episode ever, Muskie eating the smallmouth, the gator story. My favorite story was when Uncle Frank caught a fish off the dead cow, fishing the dead cow. I Okay, we, okay. I'm going, I got it. I, I'm, I got it. Where are you going? I'm going gator. You're going gator? All right, who is the first person to, I got to go with the first person to mention the gator story. So let me let me go back up here and make sure. Oh, you got a big job at, ahead of you, bud. I know. I'm going to write some notes here. I'm just making sure that I didn't miss any gator story because I see one there. I know there were a bunch, so I'm going with the first one. <laughs> Tyler, I want Frank to tell the hook in the manatee story. Oh, man, that's funnier than hell, too. Uh, okay. I don't see we're we're up to nine thirty seven. Okay. All right, we're good. Okay. okay, let me scroll down to the first gator, and we will. Uh, I gotta get this right. Go ahead and start telling the story, and then I will make sure that I have the first guy. Okay. This is, so this is. Probably your favorite story. Very this, early BTL day four story. Yeah, this was the dumbest thing that I ever attempted in my life, actually. So I was on Santee fishing a tournament and I pulled into this backwater area and there was this giant gator laying up in the grass and I snuck up to it on, with my bass boat and it was dead. So I poked it, I poked it, I poked it with the fishing rod and it, and it was dead. I grabbed it, you know, moved it around. It was completely stone dead. Just this big giant gator in this backwater area. Now this was before the real gator story happened. So um, ESPN was filming a practice day with me. Um, and this is a year later or two years later, they're filming a practice day with me on Santee Cooper. So I run into the same backwater area and the camera guys are like, Hey, can you drop one of us off here? We want to get you as you're coming into this backwater area, you know, B roll setting everything up. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I slide the boat up on this sandbar. They get out. I come back in the backwater. They jump back in the boat after they get the footage and I'm just practicing just normally how I would practice and almost in the exact same spot is a giant gator and he's dead. And I looked at the camera guys. I said, there is absolutely no way on earth that this is like possible because a year or so ago I was in the same pocket and there was a dead gator in the same place. There's no way. So, and it had been cold that night. It was in the like high thirties that night. So I, I, I creep up to the gator with my bass boat and I, I headbutt him with the butt of my rod. Doesn't move, doesn't flinch, doesn't open his eyes, nothing. He's just laying there. So I took the rod and I like pushed him with it and he stayed there. So I told the camera guys and I was trying to be funny because these guys filmed Cindy Garrison's fishing show and she and cindy used to like jump in with the marlin and do all this crazy stuff so i thought that it would be funny if i did something crazy and jump on the alligator so i swing the boat around and i tell the guys in the boat now you got to realize something i have 
two camera guys, a sound guy, right. and, and a producer in my boat with me. So this bass boat's loaded to the cork with dudes. So <laughs> they're like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I said, well, I have a change of clothes in the boat. The exact clothes I'm wearing for this, I had I brought a change of clothes in case something happened. Um, so we can do this. The camera guy goes, I think uh maybe that's not a good idea. I go, look, the thing is stone cold dead. It'll be hilarious. I'll come around the corner, I'll be like Steve Irwin and go, Crikey, a gator, <clears throat> jump on this thing. Anyway, the guy, one of the camera guys <laughs> that's had, worked out for Steve Irwin so well. Yeah, exactly. One of the guys, one of the cameras in the boat um looked like it was in the center of a steering wheel. And so he could put it anywhere on any object and hold the camera steady okay he didn't need two hands to do it he could just put one hand and then he could move the camera however he needed to move it okay so he i think he called it a manfredi i think that's you're on your own there okay i'm on my own there anyway so he's laying down on the boat by the by the um by the uh the little hole in the boat he's laying there and his thing is almost on the rod locker. So he's focused on the alligator. So, and the other guy's shooting standing up. So we got two different angles of it. So he goes, what's going to be the clue. So I said, okay, so what I'm going to do is go, Oh my gosh, there's an alligator. And then give it like a three count. And I'm going to jump on this thing. So we slide the boat around. I start fishing, doing my thing. And I go, Oh my gosh, there's an alligator. And the guy that was laying on the deck of the boat goes, stop, it moved. And, and I'm like, dude, it didn't, it didn't move. It didn't move. And so I poke it with the, t- the butt of my rod again, and it's still sitting there. It didn't move. So I, I go, okay, we're going to do it one more time. So we spin, the, <laughs> we spin the boat around. We're doing it again. I'm approaching the thing and I'm flipping. I'm doing exactly what I did before. And I go, oh my gosh there's an alligator and I dropped the rod on the deck of the boat. And you know how you right before you're going to jump, you know, you, yet you, you get tensed up yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're going to jump. Well, I I'm literally almost right next to you're this poised. alligator. So all I have to do almost is fall out of the boat on top of it. Right. Okay. So, so I go, Oh my God, an alligator dropped the rod and I get tensed up and this thing goes, Kabooge out of the water, slams into the side of the boat, takes off. My boat's going like this, and I go, oh. just like that, dude. I was like, oh, 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 oh my god, the thing was alive, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it would have been. You'd, you'd have jumped on a live ten foot alligator, and everyone would have been like, I would have, I would have freaked the living hell out. Okay. <laughs> So, so anyhow, so dude, I'm telling you guys, it was, it was the thing slammed so hard into the boat. It almost knocked me in the water. So, so here's what happens. This clip ran on a Bassmaster show and I don't remember which one, but all they got is they got, they got me making a flip dropping the reeling it in dropping the rod on the deck of the boat and this alligator just splash 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 and 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 me going like that into the camera and that's the clip they played
<laughs> That's awesome. Dude, I was like, all because I want, all because I thought I was going to be smart, you know, because Cindy jumped in with a Marlin. So I thought I would be smart. So dumb. Kirk Blackadar. K-I-R-K. B-L-A-C-K-A-D-A-R. Shoot me an email. Matt at BassZone.com. This one right here that I'm holding in my hands. Color number seven first production. There are eight original painted color number sevens. That's true because I've got number eight right here. Uh, signed and dated. If you guys are wondering what's on the tip of my finger, that's a bandage. Serrated. Uh, <laughs> serrated a, knife. That was a that's a money shot. That's right a there. serrated knife that uh, do not clean it blade first. Um, and boy, that bled a lot. There you know are eight original painted color number seven signed and dated number one through number eight. Six first run color seven signed and dated nine through 14. Um, this is number 13 right here. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. Kirk, that is that is yours. Hey, Kirk. Outstanding. Take that. Wrap Kirk's name around that. Guys, um, could not do this without the support of the viewers and listeners. Love every single day for story, comment. I mean, dude, it's cool. It's like we've created like a giant family here. It's a beautiful thing. It's it's uh, this is a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um and I appreciate you guys very much for all that you do. Less than an hour. 11 o'clock Central Time, 12 o'clock Eastern Time, LureNet.com, day four, limited run drops. We went through all the other stuff. We're not going to go through it again. We've had everybody stuck around here. Greatly appreciate the support of day four. Uh, yeah, if you are, are watching this right now, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. On the YouTube reply. Yeah, there's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If you did not enjoy today's show, there's your opportunity to voice your displeasure. I'm the only one who sees it. I can tell <laughs> what percentage we have bats in the belfry. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that was weird. A door just opened. A <laughs> random was, door. That, that was very closed. <laughs> this studio is haunted. It was very closed. Uh, don't say that. I freak out. Studios in my house, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your house is haunted. No, it's not. Right? Don't say that. You can't say that. The house is not. It's very. It's very not. It's, it's very comforting. Um, I don't even know where we but were. It's haunted. Uh, I don't even know where the hell we were. Get out. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was going to go in such a good close, and then a door moved that was, like I said, very clearly closed. It was but, very clearly hey, closed. Uh, thanks, for everybody, for stopping by. We're headed to the lake after this, after Earth we get crazy. everything up. This has been... I've been waiting to say this for a long time. This has been... Show number 100 of day four with the man, Frank Scalish. 100. Thank you all very much. We'll see everyone next week for show 101. <laughs> we start over. <laughs> Later. Later.